You know what I mean? That was gonna be a good one, y'all. I was, I was gonna, man, I was gonna do one with you anyway, and then totally forgot started working and everything. Can you hear me, Chad? Yeah, I was trying to click on on my um computer, man. But you know, I'm new, man. I'm having a hard time figuring all this technology stuff out, man. Bro, you know, listen. When I first came home to the halfway house, there was dudes that were like bringing me their flip phones, they weren't even smartphones, asking me how to work them, and I was like, man, this is unbelievable. There's only talking in, you know what I mean? Sending in, them boys couldn't figure it out they were gone so long. Man, um, listen. When I went to jail, I had a flip phone. I came home and some of the homeboys were like, man, what's up with them phones? And I'm like, this ain't no phone. It's a computer with a phone on it. You know what I'm saying? For real. See, when I, I got to the halfway house, when we still couldn't have smartphones, bro. They were literally taking our shit every day, man. It was like one of the hustles. It's crazy, right? Yeah, hey, man. Were- hey, I appreciate you too, man. I watched some of your stuff, man. And, uh, man, I, I didn't mean to this year and, and not get back to you, bro. I was really literally working 13 hours a day, man, raising this little daughter. And I've been not working for about two months right now, having a little bit more time. You know what I mean? It's cool. I understand. Oh. I, hey, listen, man, it is what it is. I work 14, 15 hours a day with, you know, everything that I do, the YouTube channel, my um, paralegal company, man. I got a home improvement company putting dudes to work that are getting out of prison. So I'm always busy, man. But I appreciate you letting me tap in, bro. Man, listen, I seen what they were talking about. You still help people come home right now. You doing paperwork for people in the free world and shit. What are you doing? What do, what do they mean by that? I got a uh, paralegal and prison consultant firm, man. So that's All what right. I do, man. Like, <laughs> look, this is what my office looks like right now, bro. This is the case I just did right here. Nice, nice. It's a white collar case. Just got a dude out like two weeks ago. Had 32 years, man. He's on the street now. Well, so, you had, when did you get out, bro? How long have you been home? Came home um, June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty. I only been home like fifteen months, man. What were you? Some, were you watching any of the guys get the clemency from Obama? Did you see anybody? Oh, one hundred percent. I got, I got, a, I got two dudes out on clemency with Obama and two with Trump while I was in prison. Oh, I got did, Trump too. Wow, that's pretty yeah. major. One dude was my right hand man. Had life for weed, Jimmy Romans, man. I did an interview with him on my channel. He had life for weed. I did all his clemency stuff while I was in there. When I got out. You know, like Alice Johnson was pushing everything with Trump at the White House. And I told I said, yo, you got my man in your video, but you ain't trying to help him out. You know what I'm saying? So I pushed them people, man, and they pushed them. And he ended up getting out, man. He caught his shit in Texas. Shit was out of Texas. Jimmy Romans. Life for weed, bro. No violence, no nothing. Man, Man, I'm about to tell him right now, family, that will still lock you up and give you 99 years in Texas for weed right now today. Can you believe it? These people are unbelievable, man. I'm doing a case right now, a clemency case out of Mississippi. Dude's got 180 years for weed, man. Oh, my God, man. See, that's unbelievable. Yeah. They're are they different? Are, if, if they literally federally legalized that one day, would that be retroactive and they just let them guys go, or are they stuck? Nah, man. I mean, they're gonna, they'll are gonna they do their own stuff. The states will. But usually when the feds do something, it's an example. Like, hey, they're at the top of the chain, so – if the feds are doing it, it's okay if we do it now. You know what I mean? I but know. you got you got these southern states, man, that old school justice, man, we're just smashing people, man. Hey, listen, maybe yeah, that's facts. Listen, uh, I had a I had a judge out of Corpus Christi that they considered one of the federal hanging judges, put it like that. McBride? No, uh, man, his name was Hayden Head. It was Judge Head. And he was vicious, man. And literally, they don't understand that I've never even talked. I don't know if you described on your channel that. If you and he was literally retiring, and he told me, "Man, don't make me come back." And you know, your federal judge will come back from retirement and run your case again if he's got to. That's the unbelievable part. Well, what the they do is, 
they they stay on what's called senior status. So they're still making 150, 160,000 a year, right? And uh, they ain't doing nothing, man. They, Don't they, call they, or something. That's it. I mean, they, they show up for two, you know, two, three months out the year. If you're if you file something, then they'll be the ones to deny you. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something, Chad. I got lucky on him because uh, they said he was one of the most vicious guys in the world with drugs and everything. But I actually went on a federal gun case, and he was more of a guns right guy in Texas, and he put me right in the middle of the guideline instead of maxing me out. I didn't go anything lower. You know what I mean? I I, I didn't have any of them weak downward departures or anything like that in my case. You know, we I haven't even really got into much federal talk, man, because a lot of people don't understand it, but. I literally have my still have my PSI and my transcripts and everything. And hey, maybe one day I'll do it with you, man. We we run through paperwork. You know what I mean? That'd be live, dog, because people don't understand how it works. They really whatever don't. You, whatever you want to do. When I was 24, man, I got sentenced to 40 years, right? And I ended up getting out after 18 years because they passed that first step back. They didn't make the stuff retroactive, but they said, hey, look, we're going to let judges decide what's extraordinary and compelling. And my argument was, look, I got sentenced under the 924C. You said the shit was wrong where you get five years for the first gun, 25 for the second, and 10 for the drugs. You said the shit was wrong, but you didn't make it retroactive. So that's right. an extraordinary thing right there, and plus my rehabilitation, man. You know, I did a lot in prison, bro, for real. Yeah, yeah, he was with CB. That was my homie over there for sure. He just don't like doing no interviews. But I'm sorry. Listen, hold on. But you said about the senior status because you know everything. I never knew about that. Literally, that's what it's called. So they're just on call making this cash on the this chilling. Yeah, senior yeah. status. They won't. They won't take any new cases. They might sit for a civil trial for two weeks, and they're still making 150, 160, maybe 200 grand, depending on where they're at. Right, right. And listen, you know what? Oh, a lot of cases here in Galveston, bro. Check this out. We're not going federal because they literally removed. It was called the uh, Southeast District of Galveston or something. They literally closed it down, stopped having a judge and DA here. But about a year ago, they did something called Operation uh, Washout, I believe is what it was. No, hold on. I don't even remember what the hell it was called. I can't believe. But listen, there was 43 cartel men caught in Galveston here, and they came back and now gave us a federal prosecutor, federal judge again at our courthouse. We literally had an empty courthouse, but... Since they did that, Chad, they came with like two other federal operations. They just they just got 123 men in my little bitty city, man, believe it or not. And that was Operation Wash Up. Check this out. This is how dangerous it is. They got 123 men with this operation, and nobody in the city is admitting to being one of the 123. They never released one of the names. Nobody's out on the ankle monitor, and nobody's inside. Isn't that scary? Absolutely crazy. You guys got the worst judge in the country, man. Judge McBride. He's the worst of the worst down in Texas. The oh, worst okay. judge you could ever have. The man's like 90-something years old. He's You know, some of these girls get meth cases, man, and petty-ass drugs, man, and they're giving them 20 years, 25 years. This judge is just – he's been blazing people for years, man. Judge McBride, man. I'm sure some of your viewers are watching. They know who McBride is. There's a judge in Houston that – literally used to throw chains up and sentence the people that and gave his own son 50 years one time. He's a, I don't like saying the names on this channel, but yeah, we got some famous ones here, but you know, like you said, they're still in that Southern justice here and they're hard. They don't, they don't want to legalize nothing. Gambling still illegal. No casinos. It's it's old school here. Well, I don't mind saying his name. Dude's an asshole, man. And he's out of the Northern district of Texas, man. Oh, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm not, in the Southern. He's 90 something years old, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
listen, when you when you was in, I know you went to USPs and everything, huh? Where you were at? Tell them people where you were at. I started in Big Sandy. Um, hey, I'm gonna send you one of my books, man. Shoot me your address on an email or something. And I love that, bro. Honestly, hey, God. My book, man, Blood on the Razor Wire. It's all about Big Sandy, Somebody. man. You got it? Yeah, let me see. You hold it up. You know what? Hey, Big Sandy, listen, hold on. Let me tell them, tell them what they don't know. Big Sandy is notorious. You can't really see it. Hold it in front of your face so you can see. There you go. Chad Marks, Blood on the Razor Wire. Y'all, I've been wanting to read it. And you know what? It's the same channel. And I think that's what you're on IG, too, right? Yeah, I got that on there. Listen, the IG, man, I think it's. I got like two or three of them, man. But the only one that I really use, I think, is Chad Marks. Okay. 102 or something. I don't even. Man, you know, when you get out of jail, you start signing up for stuff. And you don't even, you know what I'm saying? I know it. I know it. You don't know how to work it. Yeah, yeah. too many. But listen, Big Sandy, for the people that don't know, because this is Texas prison stories, and they don't know out about it. That's one of the most dangerous, notorious. You will get killed at that USP. What was it like when you first got there? Oh, man, absolutely outrageous. The first day I was there, man, they had smashed. I talk about it in the book. They smashed this kid. I see him coming by on a stretcher. The next day, I'm from New York, so the next day, this black kid slaps the CO in the day room, right? And oh, the CO, the CO's like, "What did I do?" And all the black dudes from New York surrounded the dude, man. Like, it's you know, the book, it's violent, man, but it's real. And people, you know, you can read. I read. That's why I wrote the book, man. I read all these federal prison books. These dudes are in camps, they're in lows. They ain't never been in the places that I had been. So that's why I wrote the book, man, so people can see it's real, it's raw, it's violent at times. It's you know, there's parts in there that probably hit you in the heart. People say they read the book in two days, man. They can't put it down. But, you know, listen, they ask, they ask me all the time which one I would rather be in the state and the feds. And I always say it just depends on where at in the feds because, you know, uh, Beaumont Medium was a medium high, they call it. It was a disciplinary unit. Like, literally, it, our sidebar was boiled potatoes every single day. That's why I was just telling them we ate Cheerios for a year for breakfast. Every meal was trash. There was nothing good. It was a sugar-free compound, uh, disciplinary compound, terrible food. Stay going down at all times, you know what I mean? Because it was the medium high, you could be there with USP points or the medium points, so it was messed up. And that was my first time even seeing the feds, bro. It was it shocked me, Chad. Like, literally, what you're saying, bro, when I seen how violent these federal situations are, I couldn't believe it, bro. It's nothing like what people talk about. So, your book is literally talking about the USPs and everything going on. That you my book is straight about USP Big Sandy, man. It's oh, man. And my, you know, when they closed Beaumont down, right, all them dudes had came from Beaumont to Big Sandy, and that's when Big Sandy was jumping. My, uh-huh. I talk about my cellulaire out of New York. He stabbed the seal, took a gallon of wine. He told me, I'm going out here to stab this dude. And I'm like, yeah, right. He's like, nah, I'm about to go stab him. And he went down there and stabbed the shit out of the CO. They came in with guns. The seal was screaming. And I'm like, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's going on, man? I've seen people murdered in there, man. It's, it's The shit is real, man. You know what? Listen, they, they were steady screaming to us, life for life is what they were saying. But I I wasn't hearing. Did you see anybody actually get the life or were they just extending them out, man? They, what were they doing when they were killing somebody? Well, listen, before 2008, man, you were good. I just did a video about this kid, Mark Jordan, man. He killed dude in Florence, right? He, he went to jail when he was 18. He was, he was getting high, did a bunch of bank robberies. I did the video about him. And he ended up killing this dude in Florence. Dude told him, hey, man, you owe me some money. I'm going to take that butt for payment. And he was like, that ain't going to happen. So he went out there. He stabbed the dude. He thought he was just going to stab him and get off the yard. He hit him three times. He killed him, man. They gave him another 35 years. He went to prison at 18 with 26 years. 
Caught another 35. You get out when he's like 74 years old. And they stacked. The Fed stacked that, though. They put that on top. Yeah, Without a doubt. Marcelli stabbed the CO. He didn't kill him. But he went. He got ready to go to trial on the day of trial. He copped out. He got another 25 years. Man, man ain't never going home, man. It's over with. It, you know? Them, like them dudes on Shawshank Redemption. They used to not smoke your boots, bro. But now they are. They're not playing that shit no more. You kill someone, they're taking your ass to court. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying. They were really literally screaming life for life. I just didn't, you know, uh, in the medium, I ain't going to lie. There was, uh, man, I think one guy got accidentally beat to death, but literally they would stop. You know what I'm saying? They weren't, they, man, I, one thing about the feds that I, that they would do in the state of Texas will not do is they will give you a chance to pack up and get out in the feds. They'll literally come to you and say, hey, man, you got such and such amount of hours and go. If you don't go, then you got a problem. It's what they were giving them a chance over here, but when in the state, they were just like, it's hard to go, so they'll hit their ass there. But it's less in the state because they're death penalty in Texas, man. So it's like weird, different ways. But the feds are just brutal, man. Hey, it, it, let me tell you something. In, a, in the USP, in federal prison, you do something wrong, man. Them dudes ain't. And a lot of dudes, you know, a lot of people watching, and them ABT dudes, they'll kill you in a minute, man. And they don't give you a chance in the penitentiary, man, to just walk out and leave, pack your shit. No, nah, really? yeah, the USP, that's too serious, ain't it, man? That's what yeah, I'm saying. I didn't know, bro. Honest to God, I did not hit that USP, thank God. Man, listen, I wish I could pull up these pictures, man. I, had, I got these pictures, man, where dudes are just getting stabbed, and I put it in one of my lives, man. It's just, it's horrible, man. This shit is real, man. It's not, can't fed like people think. This, I mean, they're killing people over there, bro. Hey, when y'all when y'all were at USP Sandy, did y'all have, uh, see, I'm going to tell you something was weird. It was more like an independent yard. That's what I tell them over there in Beaumont at the medium was, totally independent any prison gang coming over they weren't letting them ride over there was a wood controlled yard and that was different what was usp sandy prison gangs oh i mean there was a bunch of independents white dudes but you had the brand california ab's you had the texas ab's um some some things happened with the uh, norteños they moved them out and they brought like 500 uh serenos mexican mafia over there and the shit was live man every day man every day one of the stories that I got too was uh, two, no, four Texas Mexican mafias came out and took off on two New Mexico, I think New Mexico or Arizona Mexican mafias or something like that. You know what I mean? That was crazy. Listen, what do you ever see between the different uh, Texas and California since it's a channel? Were they getting along in there at the time, or were they warring? What was happening with them? We had, um, you know, we had an East Coast car, man. That was an independent car, and for real, we had the numbers, bro. So, pretty much, man. We did what we wanted to do. You know, we ran the yard for real, not the brand, not the ABT. We were beefing. We had a little beef with the ABT dudes. And for real, man, there was only like 15 of them dudes, man. And not saying that they're punks or they're soft or nothing like no. that, but they didn't want it, bro. I mean, when you got 100 dudes on 15 dudes, you don't want it. And even bro, the brand dudes, there's like five of them dudes. And, 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 you know, the dude that was calling the shots for our car at the time was like, yo, check this out. We don't care about you, homie. We brand none of that shit didn't matter to us, man. There's so many of us. I was listen how I was over there, Chad. They would let Sudanios walk, but no, none of their big homies, the Mexican mafia, would get it in within five minutes. You know, but they would let the Sudanios come, and they they would not go help them when it was time for them to get out. You know, they just literally, it was crazy, unbelievable. But how the politics go? I told some other people I was on the California Channel. They did not believe me when I told them there's prisons where the brand will walk in and get smashed into, man. It's just it's it's like that in the feds. But I want to ask you one question, if you can help me explain it, because a lot of people are I say it all the time and I don't know how to quite explain it the right way. Federal prison 
is ran with that politics similar to California style, but not by California men. Can you explain that a little bit to me? Like, I mean, to the people, like how did, yeah. how's that even go? So look, man, a lot of things in, in a maximum security federal prison, a lot of things are racially segregated, right? Whites are with the whites, blacks are with the blacks, Mexicans are with the Mexicans. And as far as like your politics, see, I'm from New York, so my politics are a little bit different because I've been in New York State prison, but going over there, it's like, it's kind of like everyone's got a group that you're with, man. Don't don't let people think like they say, hey, we're independents. Really, man, you're a gang. You know what I'm saying? And there's certain things, man. There's yard violations, man. You do the wrong thing, man. They're stabbing you. That's California politics. I've been in New York State prison where you do something wrong, and they're like, yo, you're going up top, man. You're going to the box, and they'll let you leave. But in the federal penitentiary, as far as West Coast politics goes, that's how it is, man. People handle that business, and then on the racial thing, let's say a, a white dude's beefing with a black dude over, a lot of times you see it over heroin debts, things like that, right? So the black dude ain't going to put his hands on you, but he's going to go to your people. And the white dude's going to be like, yo, look, man, your man owes me $500. And pretty much they're like, all right, man, we're going to handle that. We smashed the dude, man. Hands laid, debt paid, man. See you later. You're out of here. We don't owe nothing. Other times, you know, dudes will pay bills to try to tell the dude, yo, get your shit together. And if you don't get your shit together, man, they're going to stab you, man. They don't play no games. Man, they do not play. One thing, uh, I would watch guys come down to Beaumont Medium where I was thinking, man, it's pretty raw. And they'd be so traumatized coming from the USP, bro. They would, like, take them so long to realize that it is dangerous as hell right here. But literally, it's a, you, it ain't just as dangerous. I ain't even on front. You know what I mean? It would, they'd be scared. They'd be traumatized is my best way to put it. PTSD, walking on the yard. You can see it. You know, I ended up going to an FCI, man, probably, I don't know what it take me, man, nine years to get to FCI. And when I walked in there, everybody was screaming, right? <sighs> There's soda cans on the floor. And I'm like, man, what? And I, I was a little bugged out, like, man, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I didn't never lived in a prison like that where people are just, you know, blatantly disrespectful at times. Were man. you at Coleman? I, I seen what, was you the one that was at Coleman? I think you were talking about. I was in Coleman. I was in Coleman. I was in a USP, Big Sandy, USP Lee, USP Coleman, made it to Raybrook, went from Raybrook. They told me in Raybrook that I had um, liver cancer, and they were wrong, and they sent me to a medical center. Oh, no. I believe they misdiagnosed me, bro. These people are telling me, yo, you're about to die, and they sent me over to this medical facility, and they take me out to the University of Kentucky, and they check me in all, and they're like, oh, man, no, you're good, man. You, you got a, a non-alcoholic liver disease. I didn't have liver cancer. These people tell me I had liver cancer. I was going to die, man, in 90 days. You know what that's like? Yeah. <laughs> I would have tried to need compassionate release. Was he trying to file for it? No, nah, listen, let me tell you Let me tell you this. As far as compassionate release goes, after they passed the first step back, I wrote the first compassionate release country in the country to win. For a dude from Texas, he was the sheriff, I want to say, out of Brownsville, Conrado Cantu. And I wrote the first article to ever be released to the public how people could get out on compassionate release. I wrote it in the criminal legal news, and I wrote it in the prison legal wow. news. I wrote the first case yeah, that ever and that's I how I, that's how I ended up getting out, bro. On compassionate release, I filed the 3582 motion. I had uh, the dude that prosecuted John Gotti stepped in on my case, like, "Yo, I want to help." He was from New York City. I'm from upstate New York. He said, "I want to help you." He was a judge for 23 years, and he did all my stuff after I filed pro se. and I ended up getting out of jail, man. They reduced my sentence, man, after 18 years. But I man, ended that's up moving awesome. it out. And if it wasn't for the first step back, and I know some people hate on Trump and some of the shit he said and did, I didn't like. But, man, I wouldn't be out of jail if it wasn't for that man, man. I'd be sitting in jail still. One of my one of my 
that was actually listen that was guys two brothers and his own and their uncles that were over there in beaumont houston legends man shout out Corey blunt they said something about him there that both of these uh all three of them got life sentences and Corey got it when he was like 18 or 19 literally and they got bro listen it was four of them and they lived in one of those six-man cells they literally made it a family man cell. it used to be a tv room they turned it into six-man cells over there that uh you just kind of going to if you couldn't find a cell you know what i mean but anyway they took one over had a family cell but bro they gave all three of them except him instant release and dropped him down where he still had to do it like another six years but doing that it was literally the first time where he was eligible to go to a low in his entire life so he was excited about going to the low you know left politics too and it was crazy man but bro I, i'm like bad interested in reading your book now I, ain't, I didn't realize it was this hardcore usp talk you know what i mean that's what a lot of people need to check it out and then see what's going on that's i think it's gonna shock a lot of people man listen man the book is like i said it's a little violent man so people that ain't you know with the violence man maybe they might not want to read it but most check this out when you got to the usp your first day did they come up to you and hand you that care pack with that knife in it too is that real nah, when i went to the usp man it was a little bit different right what happens? I went to Big Sandy. That's my first prison. So when I get when I get to Big Sandy, they the white dudes approach you immediately, like, "Hey, man, where you from? Who you roll with? Who you ride with?" You know, I already heard all the stories. I've been in New York State Prison before that, so I'd already heard all the stories about Big Sandy. And I'm like, "Man, I'm white, man. You know that? That's what it is." So they put me in a cell. They tell you, "Hey, you got 30 days to get your paperwork." My homeboys came first. They already knew I was on my way there. I didn't even know these dudes, man. They get the laundry list. They come right to the unit in the morning. We'll yeah, 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 they do. Yo, come outside real quick. Let us spin with you. All right, man. I see you got 40 years, whatever. You got 30 days to get your paperwork. We want your sentencing transcripts, your judgment and commitment. Um, at Big Sandy, they will let you go in the unit team so they can see your PSI. So let's say I'm like, hey, I need to see my PSI with my homeboy. They know what time oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you nice. go right back there and they look through your PSI with you, boom. All right, you're good. But we still want the sentencing transcript and we still want that judgment and commitment, whatever. And then Absolutely. once your paperwork comes, They'll give you a knife. You know what I mean. And you need a knife there, bro. And also, cold. you had to get your paperwork first, and then you get it. Yeah. I, hey, let me tell you something. I talk about that in the book, right? The captain told me when I got there, they put you. You know, you know how to interview you. He said, "Hey, look, man. My only advice to you is don't get involved in no gangs. Don't get no tattoos on your face, and make sure you get a knife." And I'm like, yeah. "The police are the captain's telling me to get a knife, man." Yeah. He said, "Make sure you have a knife on you." You know, they did. They gave us that spill, too, like they do everywhere, for real. Well, now, you know, it was different coming to the feds, though, than in front of the state because the state, the, when I talked to the gang officer, he was like, man, you're a white crip, man. Good luck. That was it. He just said, good luck, and started kind of laughing at me. And the feds, they literally was letting people check in at that front door, though. They were like, they, they asked me like three times, man, did you tell on anybody or anything? I kept saying, no, I'm cool. But they was. I don't know why he kept asking me that. I've been telling him about three times, no, you know what I mean, and come on out. But man, it was it was different, bro. Like literally, where they could just uh, the way they could just go check a man's appeal right there on the computer. If they if, if the people wouldn't cooperate with him, anybody that filed an appeal, his case was totally open. You know what I mean? Uh, the first thing that they were showing up with was what the hell is that? The docket sheet. That was the very first thing that we would see. Get the docket sheet. If they did not run their case. I think it was in about eight or nine months. Ain't that what it is? About eight or nine months, you pretty much was cooperating, taking too long, and telling is what they assumed. And that was the first bad sign, man. So that was <laughs> it was serious. Literally. I mean, you know what, Chad? Listen, I got to my I'm sorry, I mean cut by I got to I got to the feds and there are men that uh 
What's up, Wack Dudes? Cuz I see you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just trying to give him his time to shine right here. Me and Chad have been supposed to do this for a while. Listen, that was men from my own city, man. I'm talking about street legends and guys that was hardcore OGs that I realized got ran off the compound before I got there. Heard stories about that that I never heard in the streets. I'm like, oh, you know, I couldn't believe it, man. So shit, it was wild. Real, Chad, man. can you tell us a, give us a story too? When somebody from New York showed up hot, y'all ever catch anybody with some bad paperwork trying to slide through? Or did everybody just get the hell out of there when they were supposed to? Here, I'm gonna give you one. I'm gonna give you one for your people. Um, we were in Big Sandy, right? And they sent this dude there was a chief of police in Louisiana, I believe it was. And he had fake paperwork. People didn't know he was he was a cop. He was there for about two weeks, but dudes investigated him, found out. They ended up getting him um on the yard, a dude named Donnie Fontaine, man. Donnie ended up, Donnie, I think he's got life now. He was getting ready to go home, man. He had 25 years in, and they kicked this dude's head off his shoulders, man. They flew him out. They mercy flighted him out of there, man. So that shit happens. And let me tell you something. You know what? I think I might have took that chapter out of my book, man. But we had a dude, man, that he came in, and they knew he was a sex offender right away. And, man, ABT dudes got him. And the police ran and put him in the in a room. And dudes were punching. You know, they got the old quiet. Well, see, in the pen, they closed the quiet rooms because people were getting killed in there. So now the quiet rooms are just rooms that you can't get in. The police put the dude in there, man. These dudes were punching the window to try to get in there to get him. He was he was in the corner of the, of the cell crying, man. And I was like, damn, this is some wild shit. When my celly stabbed the CO, these dudes are like throwing shit at the cops. Like, fuck. They're like, yo, lock in. He's like, dudes are like throwing soda at him and. Man, whole cans of soda, like fuck that. We ain't locking in. It, I mean, it was it was a wild time, man. It was, it was definitely a wild time, bro. Federal prison is no joke, man. You know, sometimes. And not let me tell you man. something, man. You know, like now, man. Honestly, Tim, man, I'm not the same dude I once was. You know what I mean? I changed my life. You know, the YouTube channel, man. I want you know people to know my mission isn't to get on here and you know glorify prison. That's what people want to hear, but. It's to save kids from life in prison and premature death in the streets through our story. So we talk about violence. We talk about the things that happen. But we do that for a reason. You know why? Because that's what the people want to hear. That's what the kids want to hear. So you draw them in, and then you give them the reality, bro. You know what I mean? I know. it. That's why I like you, bro, honest to God. And that's why I meant to do one with you a lot sooner because you got the same mission I do. You, you're, well, you even got a better mission because you're freeing men, and I'm not doing all that. But I'm literally trying to. Show the same thing out here, Chad, that this shit sucks. You know what I'm saying? I will because I see you later, Wack, if you, if you got a split. But I, I tell Wack and them all the time that I work with anybody and rock with anybody that I feel like uh, prison politics be damned. If you're actually trying to make a better change out here, you know, trying to do the right thing, man, yeah, that's what it's about, bro. And listen, I believe that uh, just keep doing what you're doing. It's not stop because the people like positivity, man. And this is the deal. Trolls weirdos drama queens they they grow real fast and people get real tired of them you know what i'm saying they don't last and keep growing so when they see men like yourself and me you know what i mean they we do what we got to do but you know once you keep the course man is what i'm saying just keep your respect like you're like you're on a unit somewhere and it'd be fine bro i love your shit too i appreciate you I, I just look man even like you know people watch man prison politics and all that shit man i'm keeping it 100 with you man i I, I was married when I went to jail, bro. You hear me? I got out of jail, man. I, I got a 40-year sentence. Told my wife, you got to go on with your life. She went on with her life, man, after a couple years. I got out, man. We reconnected. I got remarried to her. I'm having two. This is her right here, man. Let me see. if Can you see that? Yeah, beautiful. 
Well, you, you listen, you said, said, bro, you just said one of the realest things. Y'all better pay attention. This man's a real OG because guess what? Real man will kiss his wife and say, I love you, but you got to go on, baby. And that's one of the hardest things in the world to do, isn't it, man? Man, you see how pretty she is. I loved her to death, man. She's the love of my life. So we ended up reconnecting. We got remarried. I'm having twin boys in December. It's supposed to be January, but we're having them in December now. So oh, congratulations. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to live my life, man. And if I can help people along the way, that's what we're going to do. The other day, I did a video with a dude in prison in Columbia. All the cops are gone. They just got the military out, and if they try to escape, they're shooting them. I can put the videos up, man. Dude's getting stabbed. Dude's got shot in the head. And dudes are like, yo, we're starving in here, bro. So I put the video okay. together. I sent them dudes a couple dollars, man. Like, here. They sent me videos of them eating. People donated. We sent some more food over there for them. So that's the shit we're really that's doing. Awesome, man. You know bro. Really? Y'all sent them some food and everything, man. That's beautiful. But one of my, uh, I'm going to shout out to one of my friends, one of my mentors in life. His name was Peter from uh, Stewart, Florida. Peter would write me when I was in prison, and he also had a friend in Brazil. And it's one of our mutual friends, bro. I got to uh, shout out to my friend Mendez if he sees us in San Pablo because, listen, their uncle is in prison in Brazil, bro. And they sent me something one day, Chad, where they had 46 men get killed on the same day on a riot over there, man. Can you believe that? Wow, man. Yeah. You think, you think our prison's dangerous? Let me tell you something, man. That shit they were decapitating them, hitting them with swords, bro. I'm talking about pen. They Listen, they said their number one weapon in that prison is they pull out entire fence poles and sharpen up the fence poles. So they got literally like a nine nine foot spear. You can't get nowhere close to them. That run is sticking through your whole click, man. It's crazy. And I thought our prisons were rough. When that dude sent me the videos, man, he sent me videos of them night fighting and everything. And I'm wow. like, Wow, this is some wild shit, man. Bro, there's one of them, uh, and I'm fixing to slide up out of here real quick. I'm, I'm going to see if Wack wants to come on, and I got to go, man. I didn't know you were coming. Sorry, but listen, there was one thing I watched. I think they were South America or something. They literally have a pool in the middle of their rec yard where they drown the sex offenders on their first day. Like, they don't even make it past one day. They say, this is the pool where we drowned them. You know what I mean? It's, it's third world, man. They're locked up abroad. We got it rough, man, but, hey, they got it rougher. Somebody sure. can start to them interviews. It'll be loud. Chad, I love you, man. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I'm going to send you a book. I'll send you a couple bucks, man. Ain't no big deal. That'd be loud, man. I want to read it, man. I ain't and, tripping uh, I'm sending you a book for free, homie. I give them away every Sunday night anyway. I man, appreciate you, man. And uh, your people want to check out Blood on the Razor Wire TV, man. I appreciate it, man. We're doing big things I'm, over I'm there. Gonna put the, uh, I'm going to retitle the video and put the link in the description so they can find you, bro. No right, doubt. Man, I appreciate, appreciate you. you. Have on, a good man. night, bro. You too, man. All right. Y'all, that was live right there, man. That's Chad Marks, Blood on the Razor Wire. His channel is uh, Blood on the Razor Wire. Got the book, Blood on the Razor Wire. And Wack, if you're still out there, jump in the comments because I'll shoot you the link. But uh, Chad, I, I've been meaning to do that. And I didn't mean no disrespect to him by not doing it. But I was so busy just uh, doing everything. Dallas, Texas, salute. Man, y'all dropping life in the fell. And I see corpus in there. Y'all drop it uh, where you from in the comments. Victoria, Texas, salute. Lamar. You know, uh, man, we're, we're having another killing spree down here in Lamarck right now. It's unbelievable. These young cats are just shooting each other right and left, man. Unbelievable. As I was telling Chad, they just locked up uh, 123 people, indicted them. Got some more. They got Saucy D's brother in there, Free Piggy, Free Blast, all everybody. Got them on a big indictment, so it's no fun. Yeah, I guess Wack Dudes got up out of here, y'all. Salute to my brother. I'm going to tap out. Salute to Chad for jumping in. Texas Prison Stories. Repping for my daughter, Queen Ella Rose. Make sure y'all follow me on TikTok, y'all. I just hit like uh, 31,000 followers on TikTok tonight. So 
It's uh, Texas Prison Stories, YouTube, and all that shit. I'll catch y'all later, man.